What's up? Welcome to the podcast. My name is Mackin. This is Happy Sad Talk Thing. Um, how are you? I hope you're doing well. I've got a great episode here with Brian Jones that we're going to get to in a hot sec, but I just, I got so many things on my mind, and I got a microphone in the hand, and that didn't rhyme. That didn't rhyme. I've been practicing my freestyling a lot, though. I've been, like, trying to do this writing routine every morning, you know? So I'll do, like, the morning pages, you know? Very songwritery activity where you just write stream of consciousness for ten minutes. But then I also then, then I also freestyle rap for five minutes just to get my like my mind thinking. Um, and I want to start freestyle rapping on this podcast just as like a segment. Maybe I'll do some at the end here. We'll see. We'll see where the night goes. But oh man, wow! I uh, I I went on a bunch of dates this week. Fucking, I don't don't know why. I know exactly why. It's because I'm lonely and. <laughs> <laughs> looking for companionship and validation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, God, dates are the worst. Why do we go on them as people? <laughs> I put on a different shirt. I pull out this, like, cologne. Like, oh, I can't even say the word cologne without wanting to punch myself in the face. <laughs> you know? Oh, who the fuck do I think I am? You know? Oh, man, so weird. I'm so filled with anxiety (laughs) right now. Perfectly fine people. Perfectly fine people who I hope don't listen to this podcast. (laughs) Um, No, wonderful people. I just, I don't know. I I guess I'm just learning more about myself and who I am and who I'm not. And I'm definitely not fucking... Hey, what's up? Why'd you come over to the place and talk about the stuff? We're on a date. You know, <laughs> I I just I'm laughing at myself because I've sort of been pretending I'm that guy for the last couple of days. Um, ah, wow. Um, yeah, I was in a relationship and it, I broke up with uh someone in in February. You know, I've been rocking the single life. Um. Which has never been something that I felt like suited me. Um, I'm definitely more of a relationship type person, you know. But I also love being alone. And so <clears throat> this is kind of the first period of my life where I'm truly I'm truly alone. And I'm not uh, currently <laughs> fixated on, on any girl in particular. And it's an incredibly liberating point to be in. Um, I'm usually always in love with somebody or, <laughs> you know, dreaming about them from far away. Um, and uh, th- I think for the f- maybe for the first time since I've been like 16 years old, it's not happening right now. And it's, I was listening to a song uh, a lot lately called It's Good to Be in Love by Fru Fru. Um, Imogen Heap like, did that record in 2002, Details. It's good to be in love fucking great song great album go get it it's called details it's amazing uh f-r-o-u f-r-o-u um it's also good to not be in love <laughs> that's that's a really weird thing and and obviously it's the greatest thing to be in love like i you know just watching stupid romantic comedy the other night and these two people that kissed and then they walked away and then they like had to come back and kiss again and oh remember that remember that when you were in that relationship where you had to you had to run back and kiss the other person. Oh, I mean, that's obviously the best. 
but I, I <laughs> when you're not there, you're not there, you know? And I, I kind of live my entire life sort of like looking for that moment, you know, and so f- attached to that. And every single girl I'm talking to or every girl I'm fixated upon, it's like leading to that moment or something. And I, I torture myself with these fantasies you know these fantasy relationships that never happen and and get in the way of some actual good honest fucking friendships and um i guess i've been trying to have more genuine friendships lately than as opposed to you know silently crushing on someone for years and (laughs) never telling them and then just getting really sad a lot (laughs) you know when they don't like uh run back to kiss you and be like i've always loved you let's let's run away together now you know (laughs) um i'm weeping on the inside no i'm not i'm uh i'm a very sentimental person and and i'm trying to move past the point of uh like i I enjoy my sentimentality a lot and um because you know that's the way that i perceive the world and i'm very you know romantic-y touchy-feely like Oh, look at the flowers type of person. Um, And I love that because, you know, that's how I write music and listen to music, like just perceive the world, you know. Um, But it definitely bums you out a lot. (laughs) And I definitely get really overattached a lot and end up torturing myself with that sort of thing. So anyways... um, I guess what I'm saying is, I, I, for the first time, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pop all these bubbles in my life, so I, I can just be like, whoa, what is it like to actually be single? You know, it's been a crazy year of personal growth and stuff like that, and I've actually had some freaking downtime in this last week to process that and try to figure myself out. And uh, I'm living alone currently, which is incredible for my mental sanity. Um, but I was just sitting alone the other night. Um, just full of anxiety. And I was just like, oh, no one loves me. Like, what's the deal? <laughs> or something, you know, just when you're just alone and feeling unwanted or something. And I was trying to get to the, really get to the root of like, what is it that I fucking want? Like, <laughs> you know, from these girls that I get fixated with, like, wh- what is it that I'm so desperately searching for? Is Am I trying to get laid? You know, probably part of it. Am I like, looking to fall in love with am I looking to meet my wife all the time maybe um am I looking for someone to like make me okay with myself like because I'm not okay with myself am I running around looking for someone to tell me that I'm okay (laughs) so that I can think I'm okay or something or or someone to figure out (laughs) you know what's wrong with me or 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 tell me that I'm not a bad person or something um and I, you know, and I just uh, every time I dig at what I really want, it's it always ends up just being like, oh, I just want to be okay with myself. <laughs> and I think I'm starting to become more okay with myself. Um, but anyways, I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna go on a bunch of dates. <laughs> like, oh, so interesting. Um, I don't know, and I, I, I guess I have a lot of like. It's good to put yourself out there, you know, and I, I just got out of this relationship and I was like, oh, well, I wonder what that's like, you know, and <clears throat> I don't know. It's maybe the first time where I've been like, oh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm very like, you know, 
in one person at a time, <laughs> you know, for like a really long amount of time. So it's been kind of like liberating. Just be like, oh, I went on that date and that's and then it and now it's, you know, and then I went home. <laughs> um, which part of me feels like really awful, you know, and part of me feels weird because I don't know. I've been able to be myself, but you're definitely like not yourself entirely on a date or maybe I should try to be more of myself. Anyways, this is all way too much information, but that's the podcast. If you haven't gotten that by now, then tune out, yeah. Don't tune out. Please listen, and please subscribe on iTunes, and please give us a nice rating if you're listening on iTunes. Give us some stars, uh, the appropriate amount that you think that this podcast deserves. Maybe not this intro if you're not feeling it, but just try, try to remember some of your favorite moments and then give the appropriate star rating. Um, yeah. I don't really know what I'm trying to say with all this dating stuff, but it's just weird. It's so strange. And I just, I don't know. I just felt really like I was so excited when this date was over. I was like, oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> I just ran back to my room, put my glasses on and played some, you know, <laughs> neutral milk hotel songs on my guitar. And I was like, I, why am I trying to be anywhere else? <laughs> Oh, so fucking strange. God damn it, dates are weird. Anyways. Today on the podcast is Brian Jones. Um, He was a senior in the pop program uh, when I was a freshman. Uh, So, you know, obviously he's an upperclassman and he's killing it. And so I'm like looking up to him and being like, wow, that guy's really red, you know. And uh, this is kind of the first time that we hung out at length, you know, and sort of like talked. And I I definitely have seen him around and talked to him here and there. Um but this was really cool for me, you know, because I came to school and he was one of, like, the dudes that you saw around, you know, doing cool stuff. And uh, now he's out there in the real world doing other cool stuff. And um, just a great bass player, great uh, producer, great dude. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. It was a cool one for me to have. Um, yeah, here we go. Jesus shows up on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. Without me even saying anything about, you know, my religion or whatever. It just yeah. it's just so fun, you know. <laughs> just to like put up a picture of it's Jesus like, and feel people like start to treat you differently, you know? It's like, oh, oh, I didn't I oh, didn't know. Nice. <laughs> that, <laughs> which is my favorite one. Oh yeah, I guess I could see him being a Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's nice. I have a lot of people in my life that I think think that I'm super Catholic, you know? Super Catholic? And I'm not. That's intense. Not that I have anything against people being Catholic, but... Of course, of course. I sort of delight... I was talking about this with my friend at breakfast this morning. Like, I'm sort of simultaneously, ironically, and sincerely religious at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think that those two things are separate. No, it's like you realize that it's kind of ridiculous at the end of the day, but at the same time, it's like, it it does a lot for you. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like... Really? Like, <laughs> well, I think it, it was, I just think it's fun to say Jesus and freak people out, you know, just mm-hmm. as a social experiment, just to see, yeah, like people start treating you differently and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Like, I I think a lot of that stuff is super righteous and and transformative if you allow it to be. I don't personally like 
believe in the Lord, you know, or like mm. pray to him genuinely or right. something like that. But I respect like, I don't know. I grew up around a lot of Catholic people that did that in a righteous way and a lot of people that did it in a shitty way. Mm-hmm. And just like <laughs> being able to separate the two is just like, oh, that's just a group of assholes. It's not this thing. You yeah, know, that's definitely. Shitty. Definitely. <laughs> you know? I grew I grew up Catholic. I was raised Catholic. Yeah, like half Catholic. Ha- yeah, me too. Half, yeah. very half Catholic. It's like it's like this is something you just kind of have to do for, yeah. until you're in eighth grade, and then once you get confirmed, yeah, none of us are going back. What was your confirmation name? Do you remember? Oh fuck! <laughs> I don't think I do. Like that's how I think I I think I did Saint Elmo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did because I thought it was funny. Yeah, I did St. Wolfgang because I thought it was funny. Because Odd Future was taking over white oh, suburbia at the time. Yes, of course. <laughs> Yonkers hit and yeah. It was, yeah, it was about that time. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I think it, but now it's funny because I live on St. Elmo Drive. Really? Like I live. Yeah. Man. I think, I, I think it was St. Elmo. Yeah, no, that's right. That's what it was. That's what it was. I thought it was hilarious. So I did it. He's like, yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I think that there's value in, like, a lot of people try to, like, really fiercely separate irony and sincerity, you know? Like, I was reading Mm. this, um, I saw Father John Misty at the Observatory, like, a month ago, and he was, uh, he played a Rihanna song, and I saw this article on Pitchfork the other day, and it was like, was Father John Misty being ironic or sincere? (laughs) And, like, he probably, like, read that one's just like idiots like like i'm i'm doing it both you know like there's which song did he do i don't know her new stuff well enough Mm -hmm. um i think it's it's something off anti uh i'm surprised i didn't hear about that that sounds interesting it was he's doing a bunch of crazy different covers but like um i think there's part of that that's just like how hilarious would it be if this you know (laughs) white folk singer guy did a rihanna song yeah and he's kind of poking fun at himself for being like now this kind of becoming this pop star thing and there's a self-awareness there, but he's also like, probably like, yeah, I probably also get down with that song. <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, that, that record's good. Like, I think everyone likes it. That's listened to it. I mean, yeah. for the most part, I don't, I can't speak for everybody, but I didn't check it out, man. I'm largely not... favorable reviews. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Was I wasn't it? like, I wasn't like blown away. Like some people right. were, but I was like, yeah, this is a good record. Like I enjoy this. I think it's bold calling something anti, like, you know, mm. anti, what was it? Was it, anti anything or? I, don't, I don't you know i don't know enough yeah <laughs> like i'm excited to see what rihanna starts doing after this album because i think this was like the first time she was allowed to like pretty much do exactly what she wanted to do because yeah. I, I don't know I mean, anything about her like trajectory she's like pretty fascinating because she like a lot of people are starting to now like in the past two years or so like really worship her as like like not on like a beyonce level but yeah. like kind of a Beyonce level. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's just one of those people that you just look up to and like kind of follow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause like this tour, like everyone's going to see Rihanna now, but right. did people go see Rihanna? Like, I don't know, three years ago, she's been around forever. That's super true. And people are just now kind of starting to like, what? be like, Oh yeah. shit. Like Rihanna's, you know, amazing. Rihanna's bay. Like yeah. <laughs> all that shit. When but, like, the... the same thing happened with Beyonce, sort of. Like, Beyonce was yeah. always great, but then uh, she put out... My my sister has a great theory about this. Like, yeah. white people skipped the B-Day album, which is one of her albums that's, like, more of the... It's, like, more R&B, more urban sounding. Yeah. It, but it's, like, a dope record. But it, well, yeah. it didn't have, like, a lot of pop success, necessarily. Uh-huh. 
But then four came out with like love on top and all that stuff. And that's when like people started really like being like, like, Oh, like Beyonce's the new Oprah essentially like for right. the younger generation of like the, yeah. the person to look to and like that dope, just like flawless person who right. can't do, can't do no wrong. <laughs> and then the self-titled thing dropped and everyone just like lost their shit. Like the, the, yeah. the video album and everyone was like, okay, like this is, this is everything. Like, yeah. fuck everyone else. It's Beyonce, like greatest entertainer of our time. Yeah. That's when people started saying that. That's when I became aware of it. And I, I didn't just from hearing it from other people, like when she dropped that record without announcing it and just like, that's yeah. when I started to notice just like the demigod status, like, Worship of all. That was that was that was when it popped off big time, and it's great. I mean, she's she's killing it. She's putting out really dope stuff, and like, yeah, it's always new. It's always different sounding. Like people always end up trying to copy what she was doing, and she employs the right people too. Yeah, I think it's fucking rocking that she's pushing like uh, the boundaries and stuff like that. And even talking, I think there's like a Father John Misty co-write on the new record. And oh, really? Yeah. He oh. has a writing credit and Ezra Koenig from Vampire Weekend. Right, and like, yeah. And James Blake. That's sick. I haven't Jack White. Yeah. One of the songs. I'm sure you know that. I, I, mean, I, dude, I've yet to, like, the last couple of weeks have been so busy that I have, like, there's like four or five records that everyone's talking about that I haven't been able to listen to. Oh, I shit. haven't checked out the new Beyonce thing yet. I haven't checked out the new James Blake thing. Mm. There's, like, a bunch of shit that I gotta. Just a new Chance the Rapper album? No. But I've, I want you, to. Are you, you're not a big hip-hop fan, are you? I'm trying to be... There are, like, maybe seven hip-hop albums that I super love. Like, for I got sure, really into the sure. score, the Fuji's record. Oh, okay. Um, when I was in high school, I got, like, kind of casually into Tribe Called Quest. I was really into this uh, group called the Hieroglyphics. Um, Delta Funky Homo Sapien. Do you know who I, kn- I know that name. <laughs> there was They had a song in, like, uh, Tony Hawk's, like, Project 8, the Xbox oh, game. Oh, fuck. Dude, yeah, I... I, I played like every single Tony Hawk game. Um, yeah. I'm obsessed. So there was an ad series for this one. Um, there were two songs in the game. And there was a song called Clubfoot by Kasabian. Yeah. Which is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's this hieroglyphics on it's like, life is a blast when you know what you're doing. Best to know what you're doing for your life. Get ruined. Life is a blast. I know that song. Yeah, Fuck. that's from, like, middle school video game playing times. Dude, I fucking love video <laughs> game. I like Tony Hawk video games, specifically. Yeah. That, that's such, those soundtracks kind of shaped my musical taste in a yeah. lot of ways, you know? Tony Hawk's, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 had that song Superman by Goldfinger on it. And yeah. I think it had a... Did it have a Rage Against Machine song on it? Fuck. I don't remember. But it, was, it had, like, something... Yeah. It had, maybe it had, like, Bulls on Parade or something on it. But yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh fuck! Why can't I remember this? Doesn't matter. But uh, oh, it's gonna annoy me forever. But I'm pretty sure it's like it turned turned me on to a couple of yeah. things. It's like oh, like who is this? There was like, a lot of games that I feel like soundtrack wise, like were really kind of fun. Like like all the Madden games always had like super sick yeah. music and the Burnout games. Like that's how LCD sound system was through the Burnout like racing games. Wait, which Burnout? Know? Burnout Revenge. Burnout Three. Yeah. Is yeah. that is that is it? Burn- I don't it was remember. just called Burnout Revenge. It was oh, for the original okay. Xbox. It had Daft Punk is playing at my house on it. Wow! And I was like, "The fuck is this? This is amazing!" Damn. <laughs> you know? This one band I heard of Midtown, which later became Cobra Starship, if I remember correctly. They had a song oh, on really? Burnout Three, oh, Takedown. Hmm. That's what it was called. Take it was Burnout down. Three, Takedown. Oh man, that was a that was a great one. That was that's a, awesome. yeah. 
Yeah, so there's like and there's like a couple other hip hop records that I'm that I'm into and like I've like listened like I'm I've got really into that Run the Jewels two album. Damn, and, like um, I I feel bad. Like I have not gotten into Run the Jewels. You don't have to. I just I saw an interview with um Killer Mike interviewing Bernie Sanders. Oh yeah. And I was like, Whoa, this is so cool. Like I just that was cool that that was happening and then I was just like interested in him and then <laughs> I heard the Run the Jewels thing. Yeah. It's really funny to hear Bernie Sanders refer to Killer Mike as <laughs> Killer Mike. <laughs> My good friend, Killer Mike. It's like, yo, dude, seriously? It's like, if you're trying to get that, if you're trying to sway some people, yeah. it's like, I don't know, befriending a Killer, killer Mike. Mike. <laughs> like a scary serial killer sounding <laughs> yeah. guy. I know, it's, I know it's not. If you do like a second of research, you realize who he is. But, right, but you a know. lot of people don't want to see that. It's like, he's friends with a murderer. <laughs> and he's a communist. Whatever, all that shit. But yeah. yeah. But I definitely like, it was actually one of my New Year's resolutions this year, which is kind of lame. But just to like to get, get into hip hop. Get more into hip hop. No, that's yeah. real. That's... I have a lot of friends from the suburbs that are a lot more into hip hop than I am. But I mean, that was definitely part of like, you know. White suburbia culture was just like freestyling in backyards and things. Like that. Yep, I grew. I you know. I like kind of grew up in that. My yeah. my my friend group wasn't solely white by any means, but mm. we were all pretty white at heart. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, mine too. I you know, yeah. Other. I mean, we grew up in a very like kind of not necessarily affluent, but it was a very comfortable neighborhood, and yeah. like and every everyone kind of you know. Where are you from again? I'm from Virginia. I'm from like outskirts of DC. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And like our like Loudoun County, our county was like for a couple of years it was like the the highest average wealth like yeah. per, like county in the United States. And it was like oh, nuts. So so it's a very very comfortable area for right. sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, that was that was a huge part of it just like not really understanding rap culture, <laughs> yeah. but like thinking you did, and like everyone was like really into Eminem, and yeah, <laughs> it's like we didn't quite, we didn't quite get it, and it's just like, uh, but not Eminem's great. Don't get yeah. me wrong, he's he's yeah. one of the greats for sure. But some of his more recent stuff has made me wildly uncomfortable, <laughs> and I just I can't, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, but I've definitely yeah got to. I have like a list of records that I try to get through. There's just too many, too much music out there. Like that, that, that is the, the 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 tough part of being a musician uh, and like wanting to and being a music lover, a music fan. It's yeah. like you don't have enough time. You don't have enough time, especially and it's also having like notes and chords and whatever at the forefront of your mind all fucking day long. Sometimes you just want to throw on a podcast or Netflix or something oh, else dude, to yeah. escape. I listen. Know? I listen to. I know you're a fan of stand up. I listen to stand up. Yeah. Just as much as I listen to music, if not a little bit more. Yeah, it's it's that's bad. awesome. Um, it's I don't think it is, man. I think it, it's great. Do you think I, it's bad? I don't. I can't tell because <laughs> like a lot of times, if I'm working on something, if I'm like working on a track, or if I'm just like, yeah, if I'm just doing, if I'm like comping vocals or like prepping sessions for mixing or whatever, like I I sometimes literally need to have something else going on. Like I have yeah. to like put on. Like, I have a giant folder on my computer of just, like, downloaded stand-up specials that I have. Right. And I just put it on. Hell yeah. And it helps me get, like, there there's several days, like, there. I guess there were periods of time, not so much anymore, but, like, there are periods of time where I would literally listen to, in, like, several days a week, 
every single Louis C.K. special, oh, like in chronological order. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch all of them, and then I'd just be like done for the day. Yeah. And I'd be like, all right, cool. I made it through all of the Louis specials. And I would do the same with like Chris Rock, and I would do Fuck it with yeah. like... I just because that just helps me get through it. It's like something familiar that I've listened to like a thousand times. Yeah, and I don't really have to focus on it. But if yeah. I want to focus on it for like a microsecond, I'm like, oh yeah, that's funny. And then I can get just like keep working. Like yeah. it helps me go for longer. But it's I can't tell if it's like <laughs> distracting because <laughs> because like you can only focus on like one thing really at a time. Yeah, but I guess. I, I do kind of have a little like ADD type thing, but instead of like yeah. getting in my own head and like thinking about, you know, the universe or like <laughs> being anxious about stuff, the thing that like yeah. the the thing that my mind reverts to aside from working is like the Louis CK or the, like the whatever is going on over there. Yeah. And it kind of just like, it's like, oh, and my brain kind of shuts off for a second and then I can work on the thing yeah. again. Well, it's not like those guys are spewing mindless you know, stuff like, no, it's not some pretty mind blowing <laughs> ideas that those guys are. You know. Yeah. But they're all like clinically depressed people, yeah. <laughs> which is like, uh, maybe, maybe it's not the best to just like be constantly bombarded with the, <laughs> the inner thoughts of, you know, severely depressed individuals who just like kind of have their release doing stand up comedy <laughs> and it yeah. like makes them feel better. Like that's, that's, I mean, that's a little extreme yeah. for sure. But no, I feel you though. Cause I, I mean, most of the input that I take are probably from, people that have some like just you know horrible emotional like, yeah work it, to do it almost makes you feel guilty for being happy in some in some situations it's yeah. like it's like i find myself doing that all the time it's like i have find, i have to find something wrong with everything i'm doing something to like yeah, dwell on be exactly. like oh shit this sucks like everything i'm doing like yeah w- like why can't i just <laughs> enjoy something like it's really hard there's a lot of anxiety with happiness you know yeah and it's like man i, I want to be elliot smith you know like i i, I should be sad <laughs> or something like, yeah and there's guilt because there's so many people yeah. out there that are just like so far away from just even like an ounce of the opportunity you have they're just like stuck places and it's like you can you can't do anything like you or like maybe you can but like it's overwhelming to think about like the amount of people that just like are suffering or you know just like are just generally unhappy and like it's like it's it's just like that's like a lot to think about it's like and like i'm definitely a people pleaser and i want to like make people happy and like me being happy i feel guilty for that so like if something good happens to me or if i'm having like a good day and like something clicks it's like oh like remember that you know africa exists (laughs) i'm just like oh shit you're right fuck it's like, oh, you remember like systemic racism and shit like that? It's like, fuck, yeah. no, you're right. But yeah. like, oh, it was so cool for like 20 seconds. But like, yeah, there must be a way to be happy in that context, though. Right. There must be a way to like kind like, of process that in a healthy, yeah, like rational way. But that's kind of hard to find. It definitely is, especially if you're a people pleaser type person and you're constantly putting other people's needs and happiness before your own, you know, and then it's yeah. like, then it's, it's very uncomfortable to like, especially if you're not used to happiness or like, I'm kind of like a very self-destructive type person. And so I'm like, I get really anxious when I'm happy because I'm like, oh, I'm going to fuck it up. I'm going to self-destruct <laughs> in some way. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, what's the thing that I need to think about all the time that's going to yeah. make me really like weird and distant from all my friends. It's yeah. Like, it's like, all right, I got to find it. It's like, it's like, oh, well, I just tied up all these loose ends. It's like, got to find another exactly. one to think about constantly I, until. I definitely fall yeah. into that like emotional masochism territory. But like, yeah. especially thinking about, um, 
yeah, just like, you know, wow, I'm like so lucky and I'm just an ungrateful piece of shit for, you know, and like, yeah, remembering that Africa exists and things like that. And yeah. then you start to think like, man, is me like guilting myself for having a good time productive at all you know oh, <laughs> like, is that yeah, is that no. really helping anyone it's like definitely <laughs> a waste that? of energy yeah it's like you, you know? could use that energy on something else but like it's kind of hard to yeah and to is, is stop the, yourself is, from doing it's that. super hard yeah it, and I, I definitely fall prey to it all the time but I, I just i like to believe that the solution to that shit is not like me being bummed out that i like had a great sandwich and <laughs> got a great night of sleep and <laughs> You yeah, know, hung out with my friends. Yeah, exactly. It's like something. you don't know if your happiness is like it's so funny cuz your happiness undoubtedly has if you're just like publicly happy, it's definitely going to have a yeah. positive effect on some people. It's going to have a negative effect on some people. And it's just like you kind of have to say fuck it at the end of the day. Yeah. But <laughs> at the same time it's just like if you parade around being all happy, you're like someone seeing your happiness and being negatively affected by it, someone's being positively affected by it. It's like enhancing someone's mood and it's like ruining someone's mood. It's like, oh, I can't believe, like, yeah. like they're so happy, but I'm so fucked up. Like, and this makes me even sadder. Exactly. It's like, like, it's like you, you, have, you have to, like, kind of weigh, it's like, well, what side do I want to be on? But that, that choice is impossible to make. Yeah. It's like there's so many choices that are just like, it's like, oh, this is, it's like there's so many sides to each story and so many sides to each. The decision you could make it's so many so many like different reasons why this is good or bad and it's like yeah. f- like what the fuck <laughs> like oh my it's like anything anything you yeah. do it's it's just i get yeah it's and like it, oh yeah it's hard not to take it personally when someone is negatively affected by your happiness you know because at the end of the day that's like their own issue if someone else is just like good fortune is bringing them misery yeah. <laughs> you know and that's like not your fault and it's it's hard for like something i've been trying to like tell myself recently is like you know at, at the ultimate way to please people like if i really am this people pleasy person as i brand myself to be like i gotta take care of myself first you know because if i'm mm. constantly sacrificing my own well-being to like supposedly take care of the people around me i'm just gonna run myself fucking dry and end up making everyone miserable anyways <laughs> you know so it's if like, I, a- <laughs> like part of my agenda of making everyone else happy is like i actually probably should prioritize my own happiness first you know yeah, to get to no, that, that other stuff later <laughs> that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense and to there's me. like a top-down effect or something yeah you know it's a hard thing to do though so hard when you when you get that text <laughs> when you get that text someone's asking for something it's like but you're like in the, it's like you can't just say you can't just say no like can't yeah. it's like it's but and you I, can yeah and, and it would be fine such a fear of being perceived as an asshole or something or being perceived as a bad person that I'll often or, or I'm just so bad at sitting with tension that if there's tension between me and someone but I think that I'm right and there's a disagreement or something I'll often just like apologize or something just to relieve the tension you know yeah but that's not Same. really like productive <laughs> you know yeah it's not and it's like and it, would be much cooler to be li- disliked or hated or something for being someone who sticks up for themselves you know yeah then then admired for being like a pushover or something fucking mackin has like integrity and shit so (laughs) stupid what a dick it's so hard that like stands by his decisions what an asshole it's so difficult especially if you're in like a really close situation with somebody um and you're just like i know it's gonna be like, I don't know if I can sit with this tension. I, I, I just want to apologize just so it could be comfortable or something like that. Dude, yeah, that's everything. I don't know. I've been trying or to work just on like, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Even like writing, writing, making music with people is yeah. tough. It's tough for me because of my personality. Because it's yeah. like I want to 
like sometimes I know ideas aren't like amazing, but I'll just be like, yeah, that's great. It's like, let's use that. <laughs> and it's like, that's the kind of shit. It's like sucks. It just leaks into my parts of my personality that leak into my work that I wish did not mm. leak into my work at all. Yeah. That's why, that's why I often like to work privately. That's why like, yeah, I, I don't too. do a lot of collaborative <laughs> stuff because, yeah. and it's not because I don't like other people. It's because I don't function well in those situations. I like oh. the product isn't always necessarily enhanced by my decisions. It's often like, I'll like present some ideas, but if it's not, if this person's not into it, I'll cave immediately. Yeah. Like I'm not, I, I usually, or I'm getting a little better about it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It's real hard. Like I've def- I'm I'm thinking now. It's like okay, maybe a couple of times I've you know stand stood by my decisions, but like it's hard as like a producer, like be like yeah. trying to like rein somebody in if you know that it could be better, but you know they're not going to like what you have to say. Especially as a producer, because you're trying to keep the momentum of the good vibe going, and you're like, I really think that this you know kick pattern should be this way. And right. I have to disagree with you, and it's going to be tense, but like fuck, you know, I yeah, want this exactly. thing to be good, but I also want us to all be having a good time and. Whatever, right. You know? It's like, I know this is something you're set on, but I know it's going to be better the other way. <laughs> Just like, but I, it's hard for me to even, you know, yeah. s- start to ha- start to say something. It's like, maybe we should change it. It's like, but like, oh, as soon as you start with that tone, as soon as you're like, yeah. maybe it's like, you're, you're done. They're not, you're going to be like, no, 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 it's fine. Uh, Wait, it's like, especially it's like, right, if you're cool. with like, you know, other people that are like really self-aware and then there's like just so much psychology and subtle communication going as you're like okay is he trying to accommodate me and is he trying to be polite because then i know what his real motivation <laughs> is and then, and then it's just like oh fuck i don't I just want the song to be dope yeah <laughs> like, that's why i prefer to work either alone or with people that are absolutely crazy yeah and it's like because they're, they're just like, like what, what is going on over there it's like but but yeah. it, it also helps when someone just has a lot of really good ideas and they're really open-minded that's yeah. the ultimate Ooh, that's great that's the, that's the great situation. That's what you want. But yeah, that's why I like working with Pacino. You know, yeah, he's like grounded, open-minded, but also practical right. enough. And he'll just to he'll be stand like, by his shit too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there was a lot of times making some of the songs that we made together, like where I disagreed with him, and he would like cop to what I was feeling. Or there was a lot of times where he'd be like, "I know you're not feeling that guitar riff, but I'm promise when it's in the mix and everything's there, it's it'll be great. And if it's not, we can take it out later." And I'm like, "All right, you know." And there was respect. Like, there was a lot of there was it was interesting because like we agreed on on most stuff but definitely like we have different you know we're informed a little differently by things musically yeah you know so there's totally. some stuff that he was like this is killing and I'd be like mm. and like, yeah I'd be like this is killing and he'd be like oh yeah <laughs> that's just life that's just <laughs> that's everyone ever yeah yeah know? yeah exactly um like when I when Pacino and I yeah. were working on his shit it's like there's definitely it's like times like. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted this. He wanted that. I mean, it's just like that's that's just how it ha- how it works. Like yeah. But at the, at the end of the day, it's just like yeah. It's cool finding a middle and, ground. Yeah. Right? At the end of the day, find a middle ground or like at the end of the day, is it really that big of a deal? It's, it's not like what is the it, kick pattern is. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like maybe it shouldn't be a double kick there. It's like it uh, doesn't, 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 doesn't it's not gonna really gonna matter. It's that not gonna make day. the song that much better. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's just like vain. Like it was like oh, but like. I think people would like think I was cooler if we, <laughs> if we changed up the kick sound there. It's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's just make a good song. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. man. And yeah. I, I feel that way, like personally, a lot too. Because, like, yeah, like everybody, if you went through point for point what everyone's beliefs were about every single thing ever, <laughs> no, no one agrees on anything. No, you know? man. 
And it's just so hard because I'll find these little ideological reasons to not get along with people. And I'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, well, that guy's racist. So I'm not going <laughs> to have this sandwich next to him. Or like, oh, that person like is a Clippers fan. <laughs> like yeah. Whatever the fucking yeah. little par- part of their personality is. It's like, um, it's like, what, what are you, what are you hoping extreme. for? It's like, are you really going to find that 100% match ever? It's you like, never, yeah. And it's hard to be like, set that aside and just be like, I'm just relating to a person right now. And like, yeah. we don't have to get into that stuff. And even with your friends, like people yeah. who, you, who you feel like you know super well, then you start like, then you get into like the, the meat of the friendship. And it's yeah. like, oh, I didn't know that about them. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. So that's what happens when they get, at, when they're actually mad. That's yeah. what happens. It's mm. like. Oh shit! Like that's mm-hmm. that's not preferable. It's like, yeah. But do you say something? Do you like try to change it, or like do you just let them be them? It's like, yeah. is that you just trying to make them more like you? Exactly. And that's shitty. It's like, well, yeah. It's, there's that's like another thing. It's like there's so many sides to each. E- there's so many different things that spring off of each decision you make. And yeah. So many different possible outcomes and variables. It's just like yeah. It's Par- paralyzed by choice. Paralyzed by choice, man. And I definitely find that situation for the for me the most part, like with my family, like I'm much less forgiving of those ideological differences for some reason. Whereas mm. like my friends would be like, oh yeah, we have different political opinions or musical opinions or just like lifestyle choices. But like we get along. This guy makes me laugh. Like there's this one guy. Um, his name is Hudson. He's a guitar player in my grade. Oh He's yeah, like yeah. From Texas and like just lives such a different life for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I fucking love that guy. You know, we'll sit, <laughs> yeah. we'll talk, we'll laugh our asses off. Yeah. And I just find him like genuinely great. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I'm sure if it would not take us long to find where we disagreed on stuff <laughs> and I'll find someone that's incredibly similar to me. And there will be this one tiny little thing that I can't get over, you know, mm. or whatever. See, I can't stand it when people are just like me. It's like, they're only, they're only, <laughs> but like me as a person's like, oh, it's like, there only yeah. needs to be one of us here. I right definitely now. enjoy being the craziest person in the room. And if there's someone crazier than me, I'm like, uh, <laughs> this is gonna be bad <laughs> or something. So you have to upplay your crazy a little bit, yeah, or downplay subliminally, significantly. Oh, you know, just okay. If I'm too close in the crazy range, I get <laughs> uh, awkward or something. But especially yeah. in relationships, like mm-hmm. romantic relationships, you know, like I'll find someone that'll be so incredibly similar to me, and I'm like, oh, this is perfect. We have all this stuff in common, and then we end up being like crazy codependent and resenting each other, and it's like, mm. oh yeah, <laughs> that's because I don't really like myself. So. <laughs> like, no wonder I wouldn't like someone that's exactly oh, like shit. myself. Yeah, damn, that's you know? real. That's so real. Yeah, that's yeah. But my therapist always talks about like apparently Tom Morello and Ted Nugent are like fucking best buds. And like, you know, rage against the machine and then like openly racist, you know, kills all his own meat type of guy. People who are apparently, you know, couldn't be more ideologically opposed. Uh, Yeah. They just hang and talk about guitar. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful. And I'm like, if they can get along, man, why am I disagreeing with this guy? Because, you know, for this one dumbass reason. Yeah. It's like when you see those like videos online, it's like this bear and this duck (laughs) and this duck are best friends. It's like, how does this? It's like, how does this? It's like, oh, that shouldn't really happen. But. Oh, you know what? It's, I guess that works. It's like, That's oh, exactly cool. Like. <laughs> Isn't nature wonderful? I'm just trying to be a little little duck. Just trying to be a life. duck. <laughs> trying to find your bear. <laughs> Man, yeah. dude, so you're from, what was music making like in Virginia? Like, coming up for you? How did you get into uh, bass playing? And what was that? Was there a scene at all there? Or? There was like a big, I, I don't know if you, I'm sure you were kind of, aware of it because you you're from oc right yeah so like the 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 big thing in my neighborhood was like 
the bands that were influenced by Blink-182. Yeah. Like, those bands were, like, like that afterwave of that, like, oh, all-time yeah. low, and, like, mm. uh, none of them are even relevant anymore. Like, Forever the Sickest Kids, and, like, those kind yeah. of bands were, like, gods in my community, yeah. sort of. My like, older in, sisters, in my musical that community. was their, like... Yeah. yeah, they dragged yeah. me along to Warp Tour to see All Time Low. Exactly. Like, like, I went to Warp Tour a couple times in middle school and high school because I was like obsessed with all the bands that were playing there. Yeah, but that was like that was like the scene okay. there, and I kind of I was in a band for a little bit that was like kind of trying to do that, but it didn't really work out super well mm-hmm. <laughs> for a multitude of reasons. But um, yeah, then I but I I was in I was like a band kid. I was you know yeah in jazz band and I was in marching band. I did everything I could possibly do pretty much. Right. Um, was it just music pretty much or was there another thing? Like- uh, it was, it was music. Like I, like I played sports in middle school a little bit yeah. and like elementary school. Like I thought I, like I wanted to be a basketball player for, you know, the first, you know, 10 years of my life. And then I kind of started sucking at it and then, <laughs> or I didn't start sucking. I guess I, I didn't make my middle school travel team. Yeah. And that like crushed me because I like thought I was like going to be a basketball player. And it's like, yeah. oh, I didn't make that. Like maybe yeah. this isn't right. And then I, and, yeah. And then I ended Fuck up getting, guys. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up getting really into music from that point on. So, yeah. And then I, you know, the band Carlton that yeah. I was sort of, that I was in and we, we kind of did a lot of stuff. We, I joined that group when I was like 15 mm-hmm. and like I met them at the, like the all Virginia jazz ensemble type thing oh, really? that, yeah that was, i met i met richard the guitar player there did you join that band or did you guys form it together uh i like joined it they they already had like kind of a thing going on just the two okay. of them they had like a duo but they'd been playing together for you know like i don't know five years at that point or something like that interesting um and then i kind of just joined as their bass player and we worked like really fucking hard like yeah from like the our first rehearsal was the day obama got inaugurated the first time which is like a really easy landmark. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh wait. But yeah, we did that for we did that. We worked like way too hard. Like I can't believe my parents. Like because I didn't drive. Like I That's was fifteen, right. and we didn't rehearse close. To, they didn't. We didn't rehearse in my neighborhood. We rehearsed like a thirty minute drive from my neighborhood. Damn. So like my my dad would like pick me up from school, drive me to rehearsal, come back. My mom luckily worked sort of close to there. Yeah. And would pick me up. Kind of whenever she was done with work. Sometimes we'd get like an hour and a half and then she'd already be there. It's like shit. Yeah. Sometimes we'd get like, you know, four or five hours and, you know, she'd come and it'd be great. But, right. um, yeah, it was, we just, we worked like five, five to seven days a week for like, oh shit. Yeah. It was like, we didn't really fuck around too much. That's awesome. And like, I learned so much. They taught me like everything I know. Like, they taught me how to really? record and, yeah. Like I've been using Pro Tools since I was fifteen because of those guys, and I've been, you know, yeah. I learned how to like play with people and jam and like do all that shit. Like that was like where where we really just like kind of put in our hours and like got all that shit done, and it was like it was awesome. Like that was that was like college one for me. Like yeah, and I also had a really really great bass teacher nice. uh, throughout that whole time throughout all of high school who was like incredible and he talked me through like oral skills and like all the typical musical stuff that he knew I was going to get approached with. Yeah. Like made me learn how to play upright and he made me, you know, he just like That's got awesome. me really being my sure my sight reading was really solid. Like he was like a really integral part of, you know, That's dope. why I had such a good time at USC because a lot of it was really easy for me going in. You were teed up. 
Yeah, exactly. He set me, he, they, I mean, both, you know, working with, you know, the guys in Carlton and working with him and, you know, my band teacher in high school was really incredible too. He turned me on to like so much good music and like, yeah, he was like really into like fusion and like earth, wind and fire and Chicago and all these like classic rock bands that, yeah. And he just turned me on to so much fucking good music and like the combination of those three things and you know my parents and being really supportive and like i got i just had a really good support system and educational system through high school that yeah. set me up to like do really well at usc because i was able to just kind of i kind of understood the theory stuff so i was able to spend more time on what i wanted to spend time on yeah so i got to i did, i wasn't like freaking out about you know oral skills or theory or shit like yeah. that like I a lot of my friends had to when because they have to start from scratch for those people and just yeah having like some people, people like define a major scale <laughs> is like whole whole half yeah <laughs> you know, it's like, like, oh, he was like this is a treble clef <laughs> this is a bass clef. i was like ah, fuck yeah like, that's like people learning soul fetch for the first time like, yeah i really admire there's some people that i like super admire that like on day one in class with them had no idea about that stuff and now are like speaking in those terms and killing it and i'm like like they're not ne- like the like the smartest person in the class but like they've just learned so much i'm like that's badass as shit yeah you know, they clearly put a lot of time into that. yeah they yeah. did and like but some people can't handle it yeah, some, some people that's enough to turn them off of music school entirely <laughs> that that kind of blows my mind a little bit because yeah. they think that's all it is it turns a lot of people off yeah it does which yeah. is it, it's too bad because that's just a, such a little part of it and there's there's so much more to learn than that and i can't i, I it sucks that people yeah. get that people dwell on that and people you know be, it, it like ruins some people's semesters or years Lies, yeah it's like why don't let that get to you like remember why you're here and like why you wanted to do this and it's like right. sometimes it's really hard not to, to remember. sing whole tone scales to yeah <laughs> it can seem it can seem really irrelevant and you know what it, it yeah. a lot of times it ends up you don't use it it's like math in high school it's like yeah. there's a lot of shit that you don't use from that but you know there's like i can't say i use solfege every day now but i can't say that that didn't subliminally yeah like help me out a lot like just hearing notes and like thinking in those terms and yeah just thinking in those terms and getting the that. way you process stuff you know? right exactly and it's just like sometimes it's just like soul soul five me is five five four three it's like you can kind of just hear it differently and it's like that it's it's all so relevant it's also useful but like it's not the end all be all that's exactly. not that's not what's going to get you gigs at the my end of the favorite day. thing about like all of this academic side of music that was said was uh, Steve I came to forum last year yeah. and he was just like talking, obviously one of the most academically, you know, intelligent musicians out there totally was just talking about like, he's like, music has to come from the heart at the end of the day. And this academic stuff, this intellectual side of things, theory and whatever, like it can really add a lot to it and add some dimension and, and be really useful as you know, like to build on top of that. But if it's not rooted in the heart, it's, bullshit yeah know. exactly that's <laughs> dude that's such a thing it's like that's why yeah. oh man people like, people get so worried about being able to shred yeah and people get so intimidated by other people at usc who know how to do that or yeah. any anywhere really I mean, the never, internet yeah like, the internet's enough it's like oh, oh fuck God. this guy can <laughs> he can play the super mario brothers theme so fast and yeah. he's, tap, <laughs> he's tapping it and like doing all this crazy shit it's like yeah, yeah. You just gotta, you just gotta do you for a little bit, man. Yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't worry about Especially that. Especially fucking Facebook. Like, I just have so many base videos on my thing. It was just someone shredding like a Wolfpack song or something, you know. Mm. Just because I've never had chops or anything, you know. I never had 
music education really until USC. You know, like I sang in a choir at school and I like there was this one like performance rock band like class in middle school that was super cool, but it was like, you know, not super formal whatsoever. Right. Really awesome musician guy. He was just this crazy percussionist drummer guy that was super into reggae. They would just <laughs> jam on these obscure Bad Brain songs. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a crazy time, but super informative. But, like, not at all, like, oh, here's how you play the bass <laughs> or whatever. Right, right, right. But um, that's important, though. Yeah, no, Get, that was super that, important. I'm sure that got you enthusiastic about music. Oh, no, that, that changed my life. And yeah, that, yeah. That's super important. But, I yeah. mean, I, I've, I, I've definitely longed for that sort of, like, teacher that instructor guy to come in and be like yo this is what's up and like <laughs> listen to these earth wind and fire records or whatever yeah, yeah. and um i'm kind of still looking for that person honestly or wondering like is that maybe even like what's in the cards for me you know like maybe that mm. person hasn't come into my life for a reason you know like oh. i don't know my relationship to bass guitar playing is interesting because like i i do I, I love bass guitar you know yeah but i i wake up in the morning thinking about songwriting more so you know not that they have to be separate beasts whatsoever no. but no just do, anyways just, just do you i mean that's a, i definitely just, don't have the chops is what i'm saying and like i see people with the chops and i'm go oh <laughs> yeah but there's so many people that don't have quote unquote the chops that have like great gigs hashtag the chops the chops <laughs> Hashtag the chaps. Um, yeah, and I, most of the gigs that I like, most of the music I listen to isn't like chop. Like I don't watch like you know gospel bass play. Like I'm not listening to Victor Wooten records all the time. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'll see a video and go, "Holy poop!" You know, that's amazing. I wish I yeah. could do that. But I go home and I listen to like you know something else. Totally. There was there was definitely a huge moment for me where I realized I didn't want to be the best bass player of all time. Mm. Which was awesome, extremely liberating, <laughs> and I was like, "Why am I like trying to do this like crazy like four finger slap technique that I just don't? It's so hard, yeah. and <laughs> it's like, so hard. like it, uh, it's just like it's like getting a it's like getting a boat. Um, it's really nice and it's really flashy, yeah. but like you don't think about it's like, oh, I have to like pay for it to be you know stored or docked somewhere, and I have to like pay for fuel and it's like that's like all the extra practicing and like upkeep you have to do in order to keep those skills alive because that shit's so hard. so hard and it's like do you want to have to just like practice for four hours a day for the rest of your life it's like i love bass but i also love just music in general yeah so i'd rather sacrifice i'd, I'd rather just not have to worry about like practicing forever and ever and ever yeah and just like practice a very leisurely amount of time play some guitar, work on a little track, maybe yeah. write a little something, play a little keyboard. Stay inspired I'd rather, and have yeah. a good time. <laughs> I'd rather have like a whole bunch of things going on than like, like metronome on like all hours of the day. Like that's just not my style. I'm, I'm too all over the place. Like I like being able to, you know, jump around and like do whatever I need to do that day. It's like, Oh, I kind of feeling my keyboard today let me yeah. just play this like for a while it's like that's so much better to me like that's yeah i, I i'm glad i decided to do that other rather than like try to do the whole that's fucking awesome though you bass know? player thing yeah yeah so, so well, now I'm, I'm doing production yeah. doing writing and all that oh, shit yeah. yeah i'm coming to a similar realization myself not that i was ever really too far along the trajectory of like whoa that guy's the greatest bass player <laughs> i just grew up in garages you know playing yeah. in like 
you know, shitty punk bands or whatever, or like blues or whatever. Um, but uh, it's it definitely at music school, that seems to be like the social capital or whatever. And it, it seems like that's what a good musician looks like, someone who practices four hours a day mm. or something like that. And so it's it's cool to know and meet other people and see that it's just like, that's one thing and it's not everything. And just like, that might not be your thing. You know? Yeah, and then you might have this other thing to do. You know, yeah, that's this more smorgasbord type, totally you know, combination of things. Totally. I mean, the I don't know if you know this, but like the career you're looking for, like, like who are some of like your heroes who have had like a landmark career that you're like, like that's really cool. Like that would be cool to do something like that. Like I feel like that's yeah. the better bellwether of like yeah. what you want to be spending your time doing mm-hmm. than like what everyone around you is telling you sort of yeah i, I kind of came to that realization too it's like mm. a bunch of the people i like are the people i look up to and the people i think are like wow like how incredible would it be to be that person yeah it's like that's it's like quincy jones or it's yeah. like you know it's uh it's 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 you know it's that type of person yeah. it, or Sam. like rick rubin or something exactly. like that it's like that would be yeah. incredible to be that person like yeah. what do i have to do to do that <laughs> it's more i have more so that and rather than like victor wooten like i, I yeah. made that distinction early on i was mm-hmm. like like i'd rather have that route than you know another one so i'm yeah. looking at what they did and how they got to where they're at and yeah i'm just kind of i'm i'm more so following that than yeah Wait, so I feel like anyone can do that really Yeah and it's like the posters on my wall are like Rolling Stones posters and you know Whatever you know It's like were they known for their chops fuck no It's like yeah. they just played great songs <laughs> with like The right emotional intensity And, and like the right you know uh, Conviction like that's yeah. Conviction's everything like you don't have to be Really good yeah. at all It's like you see these, these videos online Of like African dudes playing one string guitars and singing songs and it's like the best thing you've ever heard. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's more so what music is about rather than, you know, playing fast, which is like yeah. something. Almost a sport, more like a, like yeah. custom to like, a, I don't know, something else. Yeah. Like. I mean, music, music school will, will, will fuck you up a little bit um, for sure. D- depending on what you want to do, I mean, like as yeah. there's like a. It's important to be. I'm sure you stuff. hit this. I'm sure everyone you know hit this or is about to. I don't know. It happens at a different point for everybody. We'll but that whole sophomore slump thing, yeah. where you're just like that. It's kind. It's like in a way realizing the chops are not important, but like you just kind of get really depressed for like a little bit, and then on the other side of it is when you kind of realize it's like okay, like let's figure out what's actually gonna make me happy and what i'm actually doing and like what do i actually like to do like when you start having that conversation is when that's like that's like the good sign i feel like like a lot of people i've talked to yeah like people get overwhelmed at first it's like oh there's all this shit i need to do but then once you're kind of given a little more free reign of like on your projects and on your stuff like that it's like oh it's like you can kind of find where you want to actually end up a little easier when you're just not just like constantly comparing yourself to other people. It's like once you get a little distance from everybody. Yeah. Especially in like that performance class where you're literally just like, yeah, it's like, that's, that's no joke. Literally the point of the class is to judge all your friends, (laughs) you know? Yeah. It's, that's intense, man. That's like, that'll do a number on you, especially if you're not like, if you're not like on top of your, not necessarily on top of your game. If you're not like, if you're, if you're not the number one player in that class, yeah, 
that's got to be the fucking worst. Like that's the terrible. It's yeah. Like, that's it's like oh it's like I'm not. It's like that singer that singer sang that song better than I did. Like yeah. Fuck. That's just that's literally depression. Like yeah. Uh, <laughs> like. <laughs> You can't you can't have it any other way. It's like oh that fit their style better, but it's like that's that's what causes you to just like get all bummed out. It's like shit. Like should I even be playing music? It's like yeah. no, they just their voice sounds more like Aretha Franklin's. Like yeah. sorry, like, yeah, that like, was just in their ballpark. Sorry, your baritone didn't fit that song <laughs> super well. It's like it's like you'll yeah, it's man. like you're, you'll kill it, Barry White. Week and I'd be like shit, fuck, Woo. I fucked up. I can't believe why am I in music school? Like, <laughs> Just it's chill easy out. to get down, man. I walk away from that class a lot, or I guess now it's past tense because the performance that part of the class is over. Um, feeling very bad about myself, you know, <laughs> and just really questioning a lot of my like intentions and things. And yeah, I'm sure that was their intention when they <laughs> designed the curriculum. And Shame. <laughs> How do we get these kids sad <laughs> every week? They're good, but they're too happy. I'll tell you that. I, yeah. uh, I just, I know you have to bounce at some point. So I just want to like, for a little bit. Cool I mean, man. I still have like an hour. Rocket. I just, I wanted to ask you about, um, so we were talking about comedy stuff earlier. Yeah. You know? And like, I was listening to this Ben Folds interview and there's just a lot, a lot of musicians when they get asked who their influences are very carefully answer you know yeah and that always kind of pisses me off you know what i'm saying it's like jack white who are you influenced by oh blind willie mctell and robert johnson it's just like shut up you love led zeppelin he's never once been like i fucking love led zeppelin and black sabbath and like you listen to his music and it's like dude you clearly love led zeppelin and black sabbath yeah, it's so like, much who are you trying to impress well it's just there's the, the construction of an image which everyone yeah. does to a certain degree definitely but anyway definitely and i love jack white i'm not trying to shoot on jack white but yeah. I, just, I, I always find it more refreshing when there are people that are like ah, i just i clearly love this person you can clearly like the obvious influences like just like just say it just, yeah you know? yeah Anyways. that's it's, it's there's so much bullshit out there it's just like yeah i'm learning that more and more this. every single day how yeah. much bullshit there is <laughs> It's like, oh, it's not real. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I thought that was real forever. It's like, mm. it's like, nah. Like, all your favorite bands are playing to tracks, no matter what you say. Uh-huh. Like, they're all doing it. No, yeah. like, ah, oh, it's crazy. And everyone's constructing an image, I guess. Whatever. But anyways, Ben Folds interview talking about someone's like, who are your, who are your influences? Mm-hmm. And he was just, and he didn't name any musicians. And he, oh, like, weird. Only named like. He said Andy Kaufman was his like main influence, huh. which was so interesting. Wow! And I, I, at first, I was like, "That's so pretentious!" Like, just say that you <laughs> like Randy Newman, and let's move on. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't even know if he likes Randy Newman, but like, it was part of me that was pissed because I was like, "I just want to listen to better records." So tell me some, you know? <laughs> but then, like, I don't know. I just, and especially we were talking about like t- a lot of our inputs is like stand up comedy. Yeah, you know? and totally. I just think that. I don't know, listening to like a lot of the podcasts that are out there are comedian podcasts and talking about them going up and doing stand up and writing new material. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, okay, we're writing, we're performing, we have to be present. Like there's so much crossover, you know, in between the, the two mediums and it's, you know, creative expression. And I think that they're, I don't know. I was just like, and he was talking about any coffin and, and the element of surprise and subtlety. And yeah. like, there's obviously a lot of humor in Ben Fold's music that I think right. gets like misinterpreted as, novelty or something mm. you know mm-hmm. um 
that's another thing we were talking about the irony and sincerity thing you know yeah. a lot of my favorite bands like you know Father John Misty or Ben Folds or um, Andrew Jackson Jihad just like this folk punk band like, yeah yeah there will be comedic elements of their music and people will be like oh they're Flight of the Concords or something and it's like no no no, no. <laughs> this is like so sincere and not that there aren't sincere moments in those Flight of the Concords songs either anyways talking I just I don't know there's I think that there is a lot of crossover between comedy and music. There and totally I, is. I think Louis C.K. could have just as much of an effect on your songwriting as, you know. Yeah, totally. Paul, Paul McCartney or something. I mean, <laughs> I'm, when I, I don't really write too much anymore, but if you ask yeah. anybody, like, if they've ever heard a song I've written that's, like, halfway decent, there's definitely just, like, I it has to be silly or else it feels, like, yeah. totally phoned in for me. Like, I have, <laughs> I have to make jokes or, like, say something kind of, like, stupid or... Like, like tongue in cheek. Like I had, I wrote a song. One of my favorite songs I wrote in college was like the chorus was like, um, it was like, "Girl, can I come over? We can put on some Rick James, get freaky on your couch." Woo. And it was just like, like that's it's like it's like kind of it's whatever. Yeah. Like it's kind of stupid, but like I loved that song because. Like it was, it was just kind of just like stupid and fun. Like there was a bunch of other shit that was kind of stupid, but <laughs> uh, I list, I listened to the demo the other day. I did like a little SoundCloud. Uh, I, I went love, down my old SoundCloud. I those days. And I was like, because I was like afraid. It's like, am I getting, am I getting better? <laughs> like, let me like see how this is going. You're like, I hope this is hilariously bad because it will mean that I'm growing. Or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like I hope this is at least a little shitty, but I realize. I, but there were parts of it that, like, I was like, oh, you know what? I stopped doing that. Or, like, I changed the way I do that. And I kind of yeah. wish I didn't. And, like, for example, like, whenever I play bass on something, um, in, in, like, recent months, I've been just, like, accurately, like, just, like, placing everything on the grid. Making, like, just, just like, like, note for note perfect but like all this old shit on my SoundCloud is just like me just like playing bass. It's like one take. I'm not like trying to take myself too seriously or anything. Yeah. And that was like an object that I was I was missing for my music. I was trying to take everything so seriously yeah. recently and I realized like that little feel, that little just like kind of imperfectness makes it sound so much better, so much realer yeah. like and I realized, like, if there's, it, like, just something I've been able to realize recently is just, like, if I'm taking something too seriously, like, that's game over for me. Like, if yeah. I'm trying to make something, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, really serious and, like, User. yes, like, this is, this is great music. I lost. <laughs> I lost. Because that's not who I am. Like, I'm a silly, I'm, like, silly. I, yeah. I can't have a serious conversation without making jokes. If I'm having like a, the most serious conversation I've ever had with somebody, it's like really sad. I have to be making jokes in it. It's like, so I'm, I'm not like that I make dark jokes in the middle of breakups. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Is it, like I can't, I can't fucking, I can't fucking do it. I need to, I, there needs to be like yeah. a, a little release of just like, let's not, t- it's just life is, cr- life is so fucked up and weird yeah. to take it super seriously all the time <laughs> it's like just have fun with it. that's why like bands like lcd sound system or yeah. like the talking heads or just like kind and of people in that vein they're like obviously and absurdism. yeah they're just like kind of just like why are you taking yourself so seriously <laughs> yeah it's like da- david Byrne comes out and stop making sense in that like big ass gray suit, suit yeah. and it's like dancing with the lamp. it's like it's just like 
he's not trying to be anyone other than himself. Yeah. And like not saying he's being like hilarious or like funny, but that's yeah. just like he's that's he's a, not he's not conforming to anything. Exactly. He's like that's just like cool. He's like he's not trying to fit into anything. And like what I have been trying to fit into is like this like really cool like like serious like pop producer. I'm not that dude. Like I'm yeah. I can't be that dude. Like that's mm. It feels phoned in, but like if I'm having like a li- if there's like a little sunlight in that, if there's a little chuckle in there, then it feels great to me. Yeah, but like I'm just trying to make sure I'm not taking myself too seriously anymore. I that was that, like man. the biggest because I was I, I started like just like oh we got to make sure this is like Ugh. let me let me listen to all these SoundCloud bands again. It's like okay, all right, yeah, this sounds close enough to that. Like it's like <laughs> yo yo stop 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 stop. It's like that's not what I that's not what I want to do. Yeah. That's a powerful moment, man. And like, yeah. those are the best kind of art makers are the people that I look up to the most. Even comedians too, people that are including the totality of their humanity, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, whether that's humor or really dark cynicism or something and talking about like, you know, Louis C.K. talking about masturbation and like being a single dad. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, that's when his career took off is when he started to include yeah. the shit that actually occupied his, his mind as opposed to like. Well, what's the deal with airplane food or whatever? Yeah. I, I don't know his early stuff much better, but I know he had kind of had that <laughs> switch, you know? Yeah, he did. I mean, he was he was very like absurd before. Like he like his newest special, Live the Comedy Store. That is yeah. more like the, I haven't like, seen that one. Okay, like okay, so in that special, he talks about like talks about like like <laughs> like murdering a baby on an airplane. <laughs> So it stops crying and everyone's like, oh, okay, thank God. Like, <laughs> and he talks about like fingering a rat and like making it come. It's like, that's like, like that's kind of shit like he used to do. And it's yeah. so silly. But like once he started talking about life, it gave him that platform to like talk about the stuff. And me would actually listen to him like the absurd shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think there's definitely something to be said about that because you can tell he's it's not all real. It's not all hundred percent real. Like not, that's right. not like no comedian can ever do that, but you can tell they're accessing like this weird part of human existence where there's some shit, just none of us ever talk about that. We all do. That's real weird. Yeah. And it's just like, like we've all done, like no one will ever tell anyone else the weirdest thing they've ever done. Yeah. No matter how hard you try <laughs> to get it out of them, no one's ever going to say that. Cause it's, it's probably really weird. Yeah. And that's just how, at least how I feel. Yeah. Um, and that's what I believe. <laughs> um, but he kind of accesses those areas. Yeah. Like, like, like he said, like talking about, like he, <laughs> that one great bit is when his old standup acts where he talks about getting a hand job from his wife on his daughter's bed. <laughs> and it's like, fuck dude. And he's like, it's like, I don't care. Like I pay the rent. Like fuck you guys. Like, it's like, yeah, you're right. At the end of the day. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. We all do some weird, some weird fucked up shit. Yeah. But it's like, you got to appreciate him. Like comedians who kind of bring that shit out of them that they're yeah. like really unafraid. And they kind of go those places that are really uncomfortable to go to. Yeah. Just it but, makes you feel more normal. It's like, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not, he's not like shitting on anybody. He's not like, he's not, he's including he's himself. He's not being racial. Yeah, he's, yeah. It's yeah. He's not being racial. He's not being, you know, insensitive. He's not being yeah. politically incorrect or anything, but he's making everyone laugh a lot. A lot of comedians lean on that. It's like that, those uncomfortable areas that, yeah, are you know hot button issues or like everyone always goes there. Like there's so yeah. many comics who just talk about race, or they talk about you know men and women, and it's so boring. <laughs> and it's like 
yo, like this is this is the only thing everyone's talked about for like ever. It's like, and it's like in every someone's obviously going to be like, ah, oh, it's like that kind of brings back some like weird shit from my past. It's like this is yeah. kind of I don't really like this. But mm. if you just see some dude talking about himself and he's not like <laughs> he's not making like racist jokes or he's not making sexist jokes and he's just yeah. like talking about like some of the dumb sh- funny shit that we all do yeah or that he does or whatever it's like, like equally profound and profane and yeah like, it's like we're know. all able to participate which is cool yeah. i mean it's great that there are comedians that you know talk about relationships and all that shit and it's it's great and that's yeah. important and people love it i love it i mean i listen to that shit you know just as much as i listen to you know whatever but i think yeah. there's really something to be said about really really good comedians who are who don't have to go to those like easy joke places where it's like yeah. oh this black dude it's like oh it's like yeah and i have a black friend i'm always afraid he's gonna steal my car it's like <laughs> it's like yo like that's so easy like yeah work a little harder and i'm sure he did for a while you know to finding his voice and stuff yeah. like that and like i think like to a songwriting analog like you know there are that there are those cliches and those tropes that you have to kind of write through before you can actually start saying what's what you really think definitely, like, definitely. broke my heart will she ever love me or like yeah. mi- minor four chord you know yeah yeah we all yeah we've all done that oh, yeah but... i still do that yeah, and that's not that that it, can't be no, a real emotion either. Yeah, yeah, Man, I have to pee the most amount of pee. Go pee. Can I just like yeah. BRB real quick? Yeah, feel free to I'll like keep, talk keep shit going. on me. Yeah, I'll keep going. I'm gone. Hey everybody, uh, while Mac is in the bathroom, I'd like to talk to you about uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and how obsessed uh, Mackin is with Jesus Christ. Uh, Mackin's current desktop background is a very grainy, blurry picture of Jesus Christ. And uh, he is obsessed with the Lord, and uh, it's very important to him. And I think he wants everybody to know, but uh, he won't tell anybody. Uh, But we had a really, we talked for about four hours before we started this about Christ, and he was just crying the entire time. It was was a very emotional experience for both of us, honestly. And, uh, yeah, hope, uh, hope you guys are having a great day and, uh, I'll see you next time. And Hey, Mackin. Oh, Hey man, what's up? Uh, not a whole lot. <laughs> Just talking to the people. Man. Did you hear anything I said? I didn't. Oh yes! All right, sweet. <laughs> I contemplated so, just sitting in there for like a little more. And no, just no, kind of no. Letting no. you spin out or something. No, I'm great. I, I'm 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 great with how that worked out. Thanks for letting me do that, man. I was that's be unprofessional. No, 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 it's yeah. not. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just, went before we started, but you know what? That's <laughs> fine. It's I whatever. did too, and then I had three <laughs> beverages. Ah, <laughs> oh, that'll do it. I had a coffee, a sparkling water, and a regular. Yeah, water. you had a Perrier. I did have I a saw Perrier. Be Be- fancy. Perrier. Yeah, yeah. I ordered a salad uh, the other day. And I, Bought that and I didn't drink it. Saved it. I like oh. bougie ass drinks. You know, there's a part of me that's really embarrassed about that. There's a part of me that's like, here's a thing that's I'm going to talk about now. Speak, <laughs> speak, speak, sir. It's weird. Like as something I've been talking about lately with my friends, just like attributing masculinity or femininity to like flavors or like like I drink black coffee and whenever I order mm. black coffee, people are like, oh, you're a stud. You're a you're a real man, um, <laughs> but then I you know I have a glass of sparkling water alongside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like you know, 
fruitier, Yo, that's more feminine. totally a thing. It's totally a that's thing. That's totally a People thing. People are like, I like spicy food because I'm a fucking man. And it's like, what? Like, yeah, what the I, hell? I, I, have a, <laughs> I have a great story about that specifically. Yeah. Where I was challenged because I, I just like, I've been eating spicy food since I was like in diapers, essentially. Like, mm. I had a babysitter that turned me on to like chicken wings and stuff like that yeah. when I was really young. And I was just like, oh, like, fuck, I like spicy food. So, whatever. Mm. I'm not like spice man or whatever i just like <laughs> Brad, you know, are you i'll spice have man <laughs> i i i have a confession to make i am spice man um no um so i just like spicy food i went yeah. out i was actually with alex pacino in time we yeah. went to five guys i can't remember who else was there but there were like there were some other people there uh mm. and all i did i got a regular cheeseburger and i was like can i have uh hot sauce and jalapenos on it like and they're not like intense it's like regular hot sauce and it's like not it's like non-pickled jalapenos it's just like just mm. like your run-of-the-mill just like oh it's a little spicy whatever the pickled one spicier i i don't know but it was just like that's just what it was yeah right. that's what they do with five guys mm-hmm. and he said the the guy at the counter says are you are you sure you can handle that like pretty spicy and i was like yeah i've had it before like it's not it's yeah it's fine for me and he's like really like you sure about that and i was like yeah, like it's fine. And it's like he's like, all right. So then he brings like at Five Guys, I usually call your number. He but he brought me my food because he saw me getting something spicy and sticking by my decision as like a man. He was like he saw it as like a challenge to his masculinity. So right. he brought out a like. So I asked just for a cheeseburger with all this stuff. He yeah. brings out a like quadruple burger. With like f- with four patties, and like a mess of hot sauce and jalapenos on it, Jesus. and a full bag of fries, and he's, like, and he's like, "If you can finish that whole thing, we'll give you the whole thing again for free." And I was like, "I didn't ask for this. <laughs> like, I don't want this. I wanted a regular ass, not extremely inconvenient burger right. to eat because it was like it was like like a foot, t- not a foot tall, but it's like." It's yeah. like five inches tall. It's like I can't fit that in my mouth. Right. Like, what you you, you like, want to relax, and this guy's just giving you a quest. Yeah, and it's like it's like, dude, I'm not like I'm not some like macho dude. I'm not trying like just because I got hot sauce on something. It's like I'm not like trying to be on man versus food right now. Right. But he saw that as a challenge, and I didn't finish it. Like I finished the burger. It was amazing. I'm not gonna lie. That was right. pretty dope. Getting that for like <laughs> the regular burger price, but um, I didn't finish all those fries. That was absurd. It's like, oh, you didn't finish it, and I was like, no, I didn't finish it. Like, I didn't, I didn't. Why? Who said I was extremely hungry right now? But yeah, that's my five guys story yeah, about masculinity and taste. And yeah, I love it, man. And I also, I don't get quite black coffee. I get it with milk, but nice. I don't get sweetener in it at Starbucks. And people everyone's like, you sure you don't want sweetener? It's like, yeah. It's like I just don't. I just don't like the taste of their sweetener. So I was yeah. like, maybe I should just get used to drinking it without sweetener. Yeah. That's my Starbucks story. I'm just sticking weird. to it. Yeah. There's a lot of just like, I don't know, people with tastes and they get all proud and defensive and whatever. Yeah. yeah. I do love people who like, who try to like out spicy you <laughs> and they're like clearly uncomfortable, but they're like, no, I'm, this is great. I'm having such a good time. Like <laughs> go to like Buffalo Wild yeah. Wings. Someone gets like the, the, like one level too hot yeah. just as like a as like a dick measuring move and it's just like yo dude you gotta you gotta yeah. chill out and he's like no i'm fine and he's just like sweating and just like yeah <clears throat> like burping all over the place i'm like, just never in that spot because i'm such a 
just real mild salsa type of guy. Dude, that's know? a great place to be. <laughs> and I just, just know yourself. Accepted that about myself. I'm like, <laughs> if I go to Thai food and like they ask for the sliding scale of spiciness, I'm like, six is the the most. <laughs> Seven will be just a bad time. Like not a bad time, but like. I don't understand why there's this association. I mean, I guess if you like the flavor, but I'm just yeah. like, I'm not trying to put myself in pain. Like, yeah. I want to have a it's nice... A discomfort. Yeah, it's like I'm trying to do the opposite of that. I'm trying to find a lot of comfort in this <laughs> You don't get to focus on the taste. You get to focus on how uncomfortable the spiciness and like is is making you. It's just not... Yeah. It's not worth it. What other comedian guys are you into? Uh, Who's in that folder? Damn. I have like all of Patton Oswalt's stuff. Nice. Have you seen There's his new Netflix special? Yeah, yeah. Talking, talking it. for clapping. It's good. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, he's. Did you see a great. movie called uh, Comedians of Comedy that's on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. It's Dude. like him and Brian Posehn. Him and Brian Posehn and uh, uh, Maria Bamford. Maria Bamford. Yeah, I love that. He, and Zach Galifianakis is on it for a little yeah. bit too. Yeah, he's so fucking funny in yeah, that movie. He's, he's like, they're all really, really funny. They're fucking incredible. Maria yeah. Bamford is just blows my mind. Yeah, know? she's. She's crazy. She has one special on Netflix. Have you seen the it? special special where her, it's just her parents? Yeah. <laughs> She's in her house. Yes. <laughs> With her parents. The whole audience is just her parents. And it's Unbelievable. like, it's like someone is filming it or something. Yeah. I can't like, it's genius. <laughs> it's so, the concept is so goddamn funny. Unreal. I can't watch it though. <laughs> Cause her parents are so supportive yeah. and they laugh really hard at everything. And I got like five minutes in and I was like, I recognize that conceptually this is absolutely incredible and one of the funnier things I've ever seen, <laughs> but I can't do this right now. Yeah. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't get through See, it. I ate that shit up like, oh, so it's, much. But it's like an hour or whatever of I fucking love her it. and her living. <laughs> Does her best. And uh, she stops one time, like she stops at a certain point to go to the kitchen to like get cookies, you know, that yeah, she was baking and yeah. then serves them to her parents <laughs> and then they get pizza at some point. <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's genius. It's great, man. It's genius. Yeah, it's she's genius. Great. Well, she's one of those people that is, is riding the line of like, is she aware? Or like, does she know how crazy she's coming off? Oh, dude, she's, a, she does. It's And that's part of the whole brilliance of it. She's kind of riding the line because she, then she'll call it out, you know, and then just riding that self-awareness, obliviousness, which yeah. is like, ah. You know? Yeah, dude, she's incredible. She has a she, she does that one bit where ah uh, oh, fuck. She talks about like the Alicia Keys song. I don't know if you mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard that. I think she does it in the comedians of comedy thing. But there's this one Alicia Keys song. You don't know my name. Uh, Kanye um, West actually produced it. Fun fact. Oh really? Um, I think I think that's the one he did. Yeah, no, he did that one. Um, and she does this like monologue thing at the end yeah. where she's like leaving a voicemail or no actually she's like supposed to be on the phone with this guy that she like met at a coffee shop and oh, yeah. maria bamford does the entire monologue it's like a minute and a half long <laughs> and it's so goddamn funny watching her do it because she talks in like alicia keys like smooth like kind yeah. of like street voice yeah oh my god it's so it's so funny she's she's a genius yeah i remember seeing that and being blown away yeah um, but i also like this guy uh and if do you know who Kyle Kinane is? Have you no. ever seen him? He's like I he's one of my favorites. He he like just tells really good stories. He has a really good bit about he was on a plane and a, the guy sitting next to him was eating uh he, he just like brought out a foot locker bag <laughs> and just started eating pancakes out of it. But it's like but like that that's just like the set, like you need to listen to it cuz yeah. it's it's one of the better stand up I've ever heard. Kyle Kinane. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Kinane. Yeah, he has he has three specials and they're all three. Uh no, he's like he's like 
I don't know how many he has out right now, but he has like two DVDs that they're they're both like hilarious. Yeah. Who else? There's so many people. I'm trying to think if there's anyone I have multiple of. Yeah. Uh, I can't really think right now, but I mean, I like say what you want about. Him. I think Daniel Tosh is hilarious. Me too, man. And I think Dan, I think Dan Cook is hilarious. Yeah, Dan Cook know? is very funny. I'm like listening gonna, to his stuff. Like I was yeah. into it in literally middle school. Like Me I can't too. believe. And I'm not going to pretend that I, that wasn't blowing my mind when I saw Vicious Circle for the first time. Oh, dude! Crying. I still quote that with my siblings. Dude, like, harm- on the reg, you know. <laughs> yeah, I remember my friend Zach got Harmful If Swallowed. He got like the CD, <laughs> yeah. and he got Retaliation like the same day. Yeah, and like. Uh, it was like a new chapter of my life beginning. I was like, "What the fuck <laughs> is this?" Like, I never, I never really listened to stand up, and then this guy yeah. was just like so goddamn funny. But like, yeah. I got he really I, broke through a threshold, and I feel like got a lot of young people really into excited about stand up comedy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was the first Say comedian to do though. an arena tour. Yeah, first comedian like him. I mean, I guess there was like Chris Rock. Or, I don't even think Chris Rock was doing arenas, but he yeah. definitely triggered this like new. I mean, it took a while, but he triggered this new wave of, yeah. you know, really, you know, popular stand-up comics. He's not really well-liked at all in the stand-up community. Like, no, but I mean, he still works like yeah. a lot. I mean, I, I haven't seen him, but you know, like I know Pacino has gone to see him a bunch of times yeah. and you know, a bunch of people have gone to see him. Like he does the, he does, you know, comedy store, laugh factory, he does that shit like yeah. several times a week still. And people always go see him and he's funny. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's still funny, but he just got ostracized because of his success. Yeah. And like when you get that much success that quickly, yeah, I have, I have, I, I've seen a lot of this. So is he like, there are a couple comedians that get a lot of success that get a little worse Yeah, and it's not necessarily their fault because mm-hmm. they're used to going into comedy clubs. The first couple albums, they have to go into comedy clubs, workshop all this material yeah. and like work really hard on it and like gauge audience reactions and you know, sometimes we'll try it this way and the audience will like it more. Sometimes we'll try it this way and the audience will like it less. But when you achieve success and people know who you are and they go to see you when you're workshopping material. Yeah. It's like, or even if you just like show up unannounced at a club and do like a surprise 15 minute set, yeah. people know who you are. They're more inclined to laugh way harder at anything you say. Yeah, it's a room full of yes men. So yeah. yeah, so you're you're fucked, and you can't get an accurate gauge of what's funny and what's not funny. Yeah, like in the room. Yeah. So a lot of like Aziz Ansari like is incredible. If you watch if you watch the trajectory of his of his specials, he does just get he gets like a little less funny each time. But he he's that. maturing. Like the first special, he's very young, he's very silly, and he's like very loud, and he's like, like wow, he's like, yeah. he's like crazy. Is that the he one gets in, the, a, in the brown suit? Yeah, intimate, intimate moments for a sensual evening. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was great. That's a great fucking special. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think all of his specials are really funny, yeah. but like you can tell, yeah, you're totally right. Man. You can see the shift really well, and especially like the the Madison Square Garden set he did. It was like the shortest of all of them. Yeah, and it was also like more it was just like more meticulously planned out and like, yeah, it was I, more I like informational. It's it like, like him I, just talking. It wasn't that it was bad, but like, I, I just remember watching like 10 minutes of him being like, Oh, it's just like another Aziz thing. Like I'll yeah. watch it some other time. Yeah. I don't know if it got old, but like his style changed rapidly, like, like really excessively. Like, but yeah. I mean, and it just like got completely different, but the, the last special was just like, 
it was his worst one. I feel I still think it's funny. Yeah. But it was just kind of I think it was objectively his worst one because he yeah. there just weren't as many jokes in it. But like that first special where he talks about his like cousin. Yeah. Who's and he talks about his cousin again in like another special about like Harris? trolling his AP. Yeah. Trolling his AP US history thread and he's like trying to pr- pretend like he's one yeah, of the students. Yeah, yeah. But that's the funniest <laughs> shit ever. Like that and like yeah. So it's. Yeah, but you see that, and I saw that with uh, I saw that he with comes Dane back Cook a out as bit. Randy. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> my name's Randy with eight fucking A's. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can see that with Dane Cook too. Like you yeah. can see that, you can see that with a lot of comedians. But the one the one person who's weirdly getting better is Louis. Louis has is getting better every single and time. That's mind blowing because yeah. he has success like beyond you know like what most comedians are experienced right ever, i mean just know? as a stand-up he's the most accomplished of any in the past yeah you know, and he keeps putting years. himself in these situations where he stays inspired and gets better and is like right. so committed to that and that's yeah. fucking unreal he, he takes time to live his life yeah and i think that's really important i mean he makes that tv show i don't know i don't know how he fucking does everything he does but he you know he taught he makes his tv yeah. show and which He's, is like one he, of the most. He makes I so just, much time for his as a kids. Piece of culture, I think Louis is just such an important. Like we should put that in a space <laughs> capsule and preserve <laughs> it because I just think that captures what humanity is like. Actually, like from all angles. Yeah, you know? he's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like it's yeah, it's hilarious. It's dark. It's yeah. funny. It's weird. It's sexual. It's angry. It's like it's no. fucking brilliant, man. Yeah, there's one episode. There's what that one episode where he just goes down in the subway. And uh, he's just chilling out, and there's that guy playing violin. It's yeah. so beautiful. Then the homeless guy just comes in and starts singing like a bath with jugs <laughs> of water. Just like yeah. oh, it's just that's that's beautiful, and that's that's just yeah. like the, that's that whole thing. And, and it's, it's so, like over. <laughs> it's it's like so, so funny, fucking unapologetically real. Yeah. But then there will be these like little surreal,ist moments, you know, where like yeah. he'll just yeah. like. Some girl will just fly off in a helicopter, yeah. like, and just nah, you know, it's not like there's surreal shit happening all the time. It's just like peppered in, you know. But yeah, it feels like such a natural extension. That's of like his... what it feels like. They yeah. might as well be leaving in a helicopter. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it, it would feel the same. Like... And I love that he, he he never like stops to explain that or something like that or, or panders. It's just like, oh, yeah. I'm just gonna... There's no. It's not like there's crazy shit like that happening all the time. They're like, oh, that's just part of the show. I have to suspend some disbelief or something like that. Yeah, I love that. I don't know. That's great. But yeah, I wanted to ask you specifically mm. about like if there's like a specific point in your time where you got into comedy or it's like because I know like you make mm. the you know the contest Williams stuff. Mm. It's fucking unreal. Contest. You know, and just that. Yeah. And you were talking about like you know that song you have about you know Rick James. Yeah, yeah. On the couch. Yeah. It's just an interesting line like that. You know, what has a sense of humor to it, you know, but then you have this contest Williams thing, which is like, <laughs> I need to like listen to more of it. I'm not, you know, I don't fully understand the scope of it, and that's but I'm just quite all right. Curious. Yeah. I'm just curious as far as like, you know, how, like what that sort of is to you and how you relate to that stuff. And like, is that something that's just like for fun messing around? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not as it's never been it never will be a serious thing in my right. life no and i know that but the attention to I, detail is like fucking <laughs> incredible you know and it's not something you just like threw together in a night <laughs> no i know <laughs> i mean the the facebook page was a collaboration of all the guys in carlton like we all kind of posted different stuff on that but like the, yeah. a lot of the music was was like just that that was like a lot of me and like the and like a lot of my friend brandon that um is from Virginia. Like when we, he's, he's <laughs> teen wolf on all the tracks. If you, if yeah. you catch teen wolf, but that was like, God, the music is, uh, 
I don't know. Contest was like a weird, hilarious period of my life because everyone latched onto it so hard. Like yeah. in, just in my immediate circle, it wasn't like some kind of phenomenon, but it right. it, it it allowed for like I've always really been in, into comedy. Like I haven't like my sister and I are huge fans of Saturday Night Live, and like I I don't think I've missed an episode of Saturday Night Live in like ten years. Like yeah. or or maybe more at this point. Like I I am really religious about watching it. Yeah. Like. Last night there was a new episode. I don't have TV, but like I know this one sketchy website that posts it like as soon as someone can post it. Yeah, and I watched it. Like I stayed up late and watched it because like I needed to watch it. And, Hell yeah! Like, but it's all—it's almost always terrible. <laughs> and but I'm but okay. So but yeah. Like long story short, like I've always kind of like sub like in the back of my head, I've always wanted to be in comedy or yeah. be on Saturday Night Live or something like that. Or anything like that? No, I I I never wanted to take it seriously because I felt yeah. like that would almost. Like it's been a hobby of mine, yeah. And I kind of maybe just want to keep it that way. I don't want to. I don't want to like try to take it seriously because I feel like once you take comedy seriously, you, it's there. It, <laughs> sometimes you just see somebody starting to comedy seriously, and you're like, mm. oh, they're not <laughs> funny anymore, are they? Like they, or yeah. maybe they were never funny, right? No, it's um, clearly so natural. But I was just, I was just curious, yeah, like how it came yeah. about and how it. Because I just, I know people that I never saw you perform. I, I heard one time at the Pink House, I overheard you singing Jingle Bells. <laughs> like, like you were just like Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells. No, that was that was my <laughs> other boy, DJ oh, Lisa Loeb. Oh shit! Which was a uh, I'm getting yeah. I, right I have now. this old Radio Shack keyboard that they made. This, this brand concert mate. It was literally a Radio Shack keyboard. Oh, and like, so I, I did a DJ set after Muna played at the Pink House. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Did a DJ set on that keyboard and a microphone. So they had all these like, horrible, <laughs> horrible early 90s like MIDI tracks using all those sounds from that. Yeah. And I played like How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees and mm-hmm. Happy Birthday and like all these <laughs> terrible songs. But I just like de- I like I like hyped it like it was a real DJ set. Like, yeah, hands up, hands <laughs> up. I want to see your fucking hands. It's like, let's go. One, two, three. <laughs> Happy birthday. Like, <laughs> and I was just I, just, I just that was just silly. But yeah, yeah. Contest was a. The shows were always hilarious because everyone who was into it was there. I didn't have yeah. a big fan base, but it almost looked like there was a fan base because. <laughs> So I mean, even so just being like, yeah, let's put it. on a contest William show. Like that's just yeah. Fuck, like, but fuck, I mean, yeah. half of them were just like spur of the moment. It's like, oh, what if course. we did that right now? Because <laughs> I always, I always had like the instrumentals on my phone. Or Alex would, you know, if he's if he was DJing a party, he would always have the contest songs in a flash drive just in case. Yeah, like something happened. And we, yeah. we tried a couple times and it like did not work. Really, there was one time at the Pink House where like we didn't know anyone there, but we tried to do a contest anyways. Yeah, it was like not the right thing. So oh, it's man. like, yeah, so contest doesn't have mass appeal right but like to my friends it was like really funny <laughs> but yeah i've all i i really want to uh yeah i would love to do something in comedy but like that's not i i'd rather not right. take that too seriously no and i don't mean i'd be asking you all these serious questions about no, 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 it. I no, just, no it's such a it's a part of your personality and i was just like, no it's definitely a part of that was just thinking so about funny. it the other day i was like how did that you know yeah happen we, <laughs> like we when i when we were doing carlton stuff we met this one dude named uh, I don't. I won't say his name. Not that it matters. Not that I need to like protect his identity we'll or anything. Him, we'll call him Doug. Yeah, we'll call du- Doug. Uh, <laughs> he was just like the sketchiest LA dude you could possibly meet. He was like trying to manage us. Mm. He was so whack, dude. Like he was, but it was weird because he like got us into a show at the Wiltern. Oh shit! He like got us. So so we were like, oh shit! Like is he? <laughs> 
is does he actually have connections? Like we saw fun at the Wiltern. Like we were in the pit. Like we were like right up front. Yeah. And I was like, how the hell did he get us here? That's one of my favorite LA venues. Oh, it's so great. It's it's r- so great. So great. Ah, dad. Um, ah, dad. So great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he got us in the show. So I was like, all right, maybe he actually has connections. But he booked us a residency at a restaurant, and our set start time was after the restaurant was closed. <laughs> so it'd be anyone who's like lingering in the restaurant. It was like right next to the Wiltern. So the goal was to get the <sighs> overflow from the Wiltern shows to come to our show. But people yeah. would literally be trying to open the door to the venue, see us inside, try to open the door and it was locked. And it what? was, it, it was the, like we're, there were literally some shows where we were playing to zero people. Like the sound guy even left the room <laughs> and we would just be playing to nobody. I don't understand. That sounds we like, played so many shows. That sounds like not real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was like the first, that was when we were kind of, that sounds like the classic, like that's something that would be on flight of the Concords or something like a horrible gig that Murray picks them on. Oh or my something. God. Like after the rest Dude, of the yeah. cruises. We, uh, we were, uh, new to LA. We didn't really know yeah. that there were, you know, we didn't know that there were sketchy people like this. We didn't know there were yeah. there were so many whack people out here. Did he get you guys a show at the Will Turner? He got you tickets to see. He fun. got us. He just got us in. He just okay. like he didn't book us a show. Okay. But like it's like oh he obviously has some kind of connections. Right, right, right. right. If he was just like on a moment's notice, he was yeah, able to get to us like to to like the front pit section of okay. this like sold out show. Okay. I was like, how did that happen? That's crazy. Yeah. And it it just always oh, was, was so sketch, but so. So yeah. we essentially started thinking about this character that we could do to like mock him essentially and the contest was like <laughs> eventually what it came to be. He was supposed to just be a businessman at first, but like we was like, Yeah, we gotta do music too. Yeah. So we did we recorded and shot the video for Elbow Man like that night. Yeah. Which is awesome. And uh, <laughs> and then then I just like kind of was like, Oh shit, I'm gonna start doing this. So I just started making a bunch of music and it was all so bad. <laughs> it was so fun sampled the counting crows it was great oh fuck yeah man but yeah that was that was a really fun period who yeah. knows who knows what what's in store for contest williams that's righteous man we killed him on easter or no no we killed him on good friday we resurrected him on easter yeah it's awesome that's awesome so he's that like jesus i you know i only Knew so much about him because it was a couple of grades away. So I went. Oh yeah, you, you didn't you didn't miss much. But, through. It, was, but it was just like a phenomenon so I was interested in. I was like, what the? It's just something I think about from time to time. Like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and it, was, <laughs> and it was so funny because so many so many people just like latched onto it and yeah, like uh, I got I got features from like everybody. Like I got I had Muna on a song. Yeah, I had you know Aaron Childs did a verse <laughs> on the song. Fucking. Uh, Alex, obviously, Whisper cool Fish. When people are down to like just do silly shit. Yeah, it was so funny. Yeah, stuff. it's just Jeremy McLennan showed up some of the shows as the hype piper, <laughs> and you just have a flute and just play some <laughs> stuff on the flute, <laughs> just looking ridiculous. That. Yeah, man. I can't. I feel like I'm missing somebody, but no, no. I think that was it for the features. Yeah, yeah. But what's your relationship so to like hip hop and stuff? And you asked me in the beginning, and I never asked you. It's it's interesting because like my dad kind of turned me on to some stuff when I was younger. Like my dad like had the blueprint two by Jay Z in the car yeah. when he would like dr- what we just like driving around places, yeah. and I got I got like into that record a little bit. And, like Pharrell had a couple cu- or no 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 I think yeah, I think I just started following Jay Z. Yeah, and then 
Like, I never really liked Eminem. I liked one song by Eminem. I liked Without Me by Eminem. I thought that mm. was, like, the best song ever. I, like, requested on the radio when I was, like, nine years old. Really? Oh, yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, I've recently kind of come to appreciate a, l- a lot of what rappers are doing now. Because I think Con- – and then I got into, like, Kanye, obviously. And when that started coming out, I got I – got, I have, like, every CD of, like, every Kanye album. Um, nice. But it's it, – yeah, I I really like hip hop, and I wish yeah. I knew more of it. But I mean, there are a couple albums that are like my favorite albums of all time that are hip hop albums, like yeah. Andre Three Thousands, The Love Below, and like uh, uh, fucking like To Pimp a Butterfly is I think you know an incredible album. Good Kid, Mad City, like those are two albums I've listened to. Those those three albums are like maybe the albums I've listened to the most in my entire life. Like yeah. like I mean. Because I, I just connected with them on so, so deeply. Like, I connect with some rappers so deeply, and yeah. I connect with some so little, it's shocking. <laughs> that are, like, kind of in the same league, but... Yeah. And that aren't necessarily really talking about much different stuff. Yeah. But... It's crazy how much disparity there, yeah. there can be there. Like, then. everyone in the Kendrick Lamar camp, like, I can only really get into Kendrick. Like, there's so many other rappers, like Schoolboy Q and Absol... And J Rock that I can't really I can't really get into. Yeah. Um, and like I really I like cha- I like I like uh, Childish Gambino a lot. Like he's one of my favorite. Yeah. Because I mean I've been following him since I was like in the fucking seventh. Did you watch grade. the Derek Comedy? Yeah. Stuff? I was oh, I was a religious Derek Comedy. Me too. Fan. I was playing those sketches last night for people. I was playing uh, Girls Are Not to Be Trusted. Yes. By Kevin. By Kevin. <laughs> This Saturn Unleashed. <laughs> you are Jeffrey so Eckerman. conceited. <laughs> <laughs> shit, you know who he is. You know that shit really well. Oh, dude, yeah. I I, I was deep into that shit. So I I, yeah. I, I would like watch. I was, I was like always looking for the next video. Like I was always on their website yeah. trying to figure out like what they were doing. One of like, my favorite sketches is just the Thomas Jefferson one. Oh, <laughs> time, well, who said who said time's linear? Yeah, where he turns out he's a, like an immortal time lord, yeah. and he just wants to talk about his band, yeah. Jerry and the Sail Away Boys, and he won't talk about being alive for centuries. Uh, it's like I just really want to talk about the music. <laughs> I just want to talk about the music. Like we're playing it. It's a like, genius <laughs> sketch. All that shit was so genius, and I was just like, "Wow, Next these level. guys are like on to something." Yeah. And then I kind of followed him, and like he kind of put out some early mixtapes that were kind of not really serious as Childish Gambino. Yeah. And then like he put out this one called Cul de Sac, and I remember when that came out because I was like, "Oh yeah. shit!" Like I, I actually like this out. is dope. Like I really like this. And then he put out that EP, and then I had like Freaks and Geeks on it, which is that that one song that kind of like I think that kind of I feel like that kind of broke him a little bit. Yeah, but the, uh, he's like he's been super interesting person to follow because he's like he was a comedy writer and he he wrote for like Thirty Rock. And yeah, like, he was on Community and yeah. Now he plays Coachella and Governor's Ball and like does all this dope shit as like yeah. a serious musician. Exactly, like, and it's he, not. I mean, he still doesn't yeah. take himself super seriously, but he totally takes himself really seriously. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, remember, I was listening to him talk in an interview and just like. You know, if like Adam Sandler put out like a hip hop album or something like that, like it's it's different, you know. And yeah, it's yeah. weird how he's like able to be taken seriously as a rapper, you know. Yeah, and he's taking. I mean, he's a great freestyler too. He's just like he's just like one of those dudes that's super talented. Yeah. And anything he does, he just like really focuses hard on yeah. it and works really hard on it. And he's like, yeah, like I'm I'm just gonna do this. But he wants a, he that's wants admirable. a fucking Grammy. Like that's yeah, that, and he wants to be doing stadiums. Like you can tell he's like really passionate about you know music and like being better and being 
like the best really like he wants to be one of those like mount rushmore rap dudes but yeah that's sick and i think i think he if I think he's super capable of doing that. I don't think he's reached that yet, but yeah. I think he's... But there's no one else really that has like had kind of that type of career before. Yeah, you know? I mean, his stand-up album is <laughs> one of my favorites. Like, yeah. It's so goddamn funny. He uses the word niglet. <laughs> so, like, oh my people God. people quote that joke. It's so it's so funny. <laughs> if you haven't listened to that, that's totally I worth listening I to. I definitely should. He's he's funny as shit, and he's he's smart. He's just one of those like yeah. super smart dudes. And I went to NYU for playwriting. Whoa! Like great. Like did not know that. Yeah, that's like that's crazy. Like, he just man. has a crazy life, and he works really fucking hard. The like, only, he has he yeah. has an FX show coming out. Whoa! Yeah, did that, not know that. That's like based on like. He's like playing like a rapper that's like up and coming in Atlanta or something like that. Oh shit! I and didn't it's know like, that, man. I'm sure it's going to be incredible. Like I have no <laughs> doubt, and it's going to be like serious, probably. Or it's probably going to be like Louis. It's probably going to be like kind of half and half. Like yeah, kind of like I have a feeling it's going to be very similar to Louis, but fuck yeah. In like a way, I did not know that that was even coming out. That's going to be killer. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be dope. He, I think he's great, but I'm um, yeah. But hip hop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I think hip hop's really great. I've never really, you know, I, I I'm very picky with a lot of my music. Like, I really like a lot of I like a lot of genres of music when it's done like really well. Like, I'll listen to anything. Yeah. Like, I know, like, I, it's really hard for me to like completely invest myself in like call myself like oh my favorite kind of music is X or Y or right. my favorite artist is X or Y because it changes every day. Like, yeah, I I. I will listen to anything if it's done well, if it's like, if it's interesting or, yeah. you know, if it's emotional, if it's like believable, like I, I, which is a good and a bad thing because whenever I make music, I want to include elements from everything. So yeah. like I want to have a little bit of everything. And I want people who appreciate all kinds of music to appreciate what I'm doing, like this one yeah. song, which is in- impossible. Right. Especially for someone who's not like, a creative genius because i'm not i will i will i'll come out as not a creative genius That's, you heard it here first um, i'm happy sad talking yeah i heard it you you heard it here ladies and gents but no i think it, it kind of painted me in a corner a little bit because I, right. I really like to do everything like i've played with so many kinds of people i produce so many kinds different kinds of music but it, at the end of the day it's like what is me i don't i don't know yeah because I, I, I would enjoy playing with a rapper just as much as I would enjoy, you know, playing for a punk band or, yeah. you know, playing in, like, a folk ensemble. Like, I'll do whatever. Like, I'm super down. Like, I just, like, love yeah. all kinds of music. Um, which means I, I don't have one that I'm just like, oh, if it's this, like, I'm down. Like, yeah. I play, I play, yeah, it's just like. I'll literally play like a Muna show and I'll play a show with Katie Skeen, yeah. which is like a totally different beast. It's like yeah. the like the kind of re- neo retro eighties, like kind of pop thing. And then the fucking blues Americana world. Yeah. And then it's just like, there's almost diametrically opposed there. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's hard to jump. It's not, it's not even really hard for me to jump back and forth. Like, it's yeah. just cause it's just, it's just, I just like playing music, but and it's it's hard for me to focus on one thing. Right, and for it to feel like cohesive or something, you know. Right. One of my favorite records of all time that 
um, the Grace by Jeff Buckley is something like because mm. he's someone too who's just like clearly influenced by so much. And you yeah. listen to the live at Shanae stuff, and he's doing Smith songs, and he's doing Van Morrison songs, and he's yeah. doing Nina Simone songs, <laughs> and he's doing Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan songs, like the Kuali singer from Pakistan, and then, and then he's doing like Nirvana song, you know, and just clearly someone, but like through his filter, like, and that Grace record is really so fucking disparate, and and like he has these incredible, like. There's one song called Corpus Christi Carol, which is like a Benjamin Britten like choral piece that he does on that. Mm. And then the, the next song after it is just like political kind of grunge rock song. That's just like <laughs> he's like, well, Falcon, I've lost my love. And then the very next song is like, well, and it's yeah. just crazy. But it's all so, so very much him, you know? Right. He found his distinct voice. Yeah, and he can just all apply it shit. to whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's great. And it's 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 a very distinct moment, I think, when it goes from being like. I don't know, because you stitch enough things together and you you can kind of, like, if it's, if it's a quilt or something and you're like, oh, I can see that square and that square and that square and that square. Yeah. But then at a certain point, the squares get smaller and smaller and it's just, like, becomes another color or something. Totally. Totally. Yeah, that was the best metaphor ever. Fuck yeah. No, I, I think I, you're metaphors. totally right. You're t- I th- I, I, it's yeah. easily understand. I'm just annoyed with my thoughts lately. I just feel like I could try to make everything into metaphors that don't. Like, that was easily understood without me bringing quilts into it. <laughs> are, are you one of those people that... Like everything that happens is like a sign or from the universe or it's something that I think about a lot because a lot of times I am consciously, you know, I'll like, but then a lot of times I just get so sick of that and I try to turn it off, but then it'll like something really obvious will happen, you know? And I'm just like, God damn it. You know, I'll be like trying to get it. Like one time I broke up with a girl named Molly and it was right kind of when that drug was getting that. And I went to Coachella in like 2000, whatever, I think it was the year that Radiohead played. Okay. And it was the first time I was like around a lot of MDMA or whatever, you know? And people were like, so I broke up with this girl named Molly, trying so hard to forget about her. And every single person that I ran into that day, hey, you want some Molly? Dude, want some Molly? Dude, where can we get some Molly? Molly, 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 yeah. Molly. And I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> you know? So there are days yep. when I try to run out, like turn myself off from like songwriter mode where oh, everything's. God. But everything's like, there's, there's poetry and everything that's kind of helplessly who i am as annoying as that no <laughs> like, dude, dude, uh, my thing yeah is i if say like i get a green light yeah. that i didn't expect to make i'll just say like thank you to the universe i'll be like oh great like this is great and then sometimes yeah. i do something stupid like earlier in the day and then something bad happens like a bird shits on my car and i'm like that's probably because I did that thing earlier. Yeah. It's like, it's probably, <laughs> that's probably because I, I, I dropped that you know piece of trash mm. that was like just – it was very small. But since yeah. I dropped it, someone found out and they were like, oh, we'll have his car get shit on. Like yeah. that's, I don't know who's saying that or who's deciding that, but that's, uh, that's how I process most things that happen yeah. in my life. It's like, oh – like I got a good parking spot. Like I must have done something good for somebody. So right. Kind of it's like what the there. fuck? Like no. Like, <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah. It's like I don't think anyone's like connecting the dots and Yeah, I don't know if anyone's like really trying to like hook hook me up for you know, opening the door for somebody. It's like, <laughs> oh, since you open the door for somebody, it's like, all right, what can we do? Uh let's just uh, let's open that parking spot up. It's like, okay, cool, great. Like, no, it's not a, yeah. not a thing. 
like equal input output. Yeah, like, but that's how that's how that's where my mind goes right away every single time something yeah. happens. It's tricky because I'm in that frame of mind a lot as well. And then if like a slew of bad shit happens, it's like, is this because <laughs> I've wronged someone or something? You know, like there was yeah. a period a couple of months ago where I got in like two car crashes, like within you know, I I got I got a new car. Then within ten minutes of having the car, it got rear-ended on the 10 oh. other guy's fault he pays for it but anyways i'm like oh such a bummer get the car back from the shop driving it home driving it up this the gateway parking structure bitch flies around the corner smashes in the front of it i've, I've had the car for three months i've only <laughs> driven it a total of 20 minutes oh and i'm my just like God. am i a bad person <laughs> you know but oh, I, i've definitely like grown a lot less sentimental than i used to be um mm. I used to definitely try to connect every single dot and almost just painfully so just to feel mm. something or see a pattern or see a symbol. And I've, yeah, as I'm getting you're just older, looking for, like you're hoping the universe makes sense. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like hopefully it's like, Oh, well I have hope that like something, <laughs> you know, this is organized in some way, shape or form. It's like, right. Nah, dude. It's yeah. Not. <laughs> as I'm getting older, I'm trying to, I, there's just, I'm just so tired and I've just been in so many, just over sentimental relationships and I'm, mm. I'm kind of getting exhausted of that over romanticism thing, mm. you know, and not necessarily becoming cynical and, and whatever, but just trying to not everything doesn't have to be like life or death or poetry or it's just like, dude, I just want to like watch TV right now. <laughs> Something, you know, or just yeah. hang out with a girl and not have to be like, Oh man, like, should I kiss her? Or like, is she saying that? And then is this, are we going to be in a long-term relationship now? Or just like, dude, just shut up and like hang out with this person, you know, and not torture yourself with all these ideas. And <laughs> Dog, so, yeah. Mm, yep. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's confusing. <laughs> Everything is confusing and it's hard to make decisions. That's, yeah. that's my, uh, that's what I've learned about life. Everything is hard. Everything's hard and it's weird, and that's pretty much just what I'm trying to say. Hell yeah! So everything's hard and weird, like <laughs> like my dick. Oh, that's the perfect ladies. <laughs> Thanks for being on my podcast. Man. Oh, thank you, Mackin. Yeah, dude, it's nice. <laughs>